At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, family? What's good? Hey. Why y'all looking all sad? Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup, we ready to do this? Nah, man, everybody's running late. Are you serious? Yes. And I hope they make it. Oh, they make it. They may be late, but they'll make it. They better make it, because we've got a lot to do.
evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Learner's Lounge Thursday. It is Thursday, October the 14th, 2021, and yes, we are in the Apple Valley studio tonight. The doctor is in. He will be teaching the Word of God tonight. We are so elated that he was able to be back on yet another Thursday night for Learner's Lounge Thursday. We are so elated and happy that you, too, in Radio Latin could join us tonight as we learn, learn, learn on Learners Lounge Thursday. So thank you for that. We appreciate you all for being here with us. We are very grateful. Words of encouragement tonight. As you all know, every Thursday and every Wednesday, too, I come on and I give some words of encouragement just to keep you guys encouraged as if our show wasn't encouraging enough because it is even if I don't come on and make encouragement, our show is truly, truly, truly encouraging enough on its own. So what I'd like to talk about tonight for encouragement is love. Love is a beautiful thing. And I think that us loving one another is amazing. I also want to tie it in with family. You know, family is absolutely what you make family to be. I don't believe family just has to be what family you're only born into, but you could have a best friend that you love with the agape love that God had that you could consider as a brother or a sister because that's love. That's family. Someone who you consider your family is somebody who you appreciate, who who appreciates you as you appreciate them. Someone you love who loves you back. That can be your family too. It doesn't just have to be somebody who shares the same technical bloodline issue because if you think about it, back when God created the heavens and the earth, the first two people here on the planet were Adam and Eve. So they created all these generations of people we have right now. It's because God created them, and then they bore this generation as to all the people in the Bible. So I believe that love is a powerful thing. I believe it's beautiful when you can share your feelings with somebody that you love friendship and family members, it's beautiful, you guys. Love is great. And God gave us the most amazing love. It's called agape love. When he sent the peace of himself down here, that was his his son, Jesus Christ. He sent the peace of himself down here, and that was the most infinite love ever. You can't ever have a love greater than Jesus' love for us and why, you may ask, because Jesus loved us so much that he came down here to die. For us, a hard-headed, disapproving, disruptive type of people as we were, God sent the peace of himself down here to give us a second opportunity to the right, to the tree of life. He gave us that. That was agape love. He didn't have to do it, but he chose to do what he did. He chose to follow this destination that the Lord had him on, and he did it well. He served his purpose, and he served it well. That's love, though, because God doesn't have to give us a second chance. He don't have to wake us up every day. He don't have to blow breath into our body, but he does, and that's beautiful, too. That's love for you, you guys. That's agape love. That's the most infinite love ever. You can't get no greater than that, never, not not in a moment, not a twinkling or an eye. You'll never get greater than God's agape love for us, absolutely not. Now, can you try to have the same love as he has? Yes, you can have. You can attempt. If God gives you the agape love, which is how we're supposed to love our fellow brethren, our fellow sisters, our fellow, you know, brothers and sisters of Christ, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do. 
and I believe that wholeheartedly. I think it's excellent. I'm elated for that. So, you know, it's all good over here. Excellent, excellent. So, with that being said, so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. So, now we're going to have the doctor. He is in, and he will be taking all of our petitions tonight that we're wondering about the Bible. He will be taking all those feelings, and he will be breaking down the word. So, if you have any feelings or petitions, or you have comments or concerns about tonight's word, if you want to know more about the lesson, keep listening every Thursday. Keep listening. That's what you got to do, and you're going to learn more and more. So thank you for listening to my inspiration because that's what I'm here for. So just inspire you to want to tune in every Wednesday and Thursday. Remember, Wednesday night is Wild Out Wednesday. It is Throne Room Wednesday. We take all prayers, petitions, concerns. We take testimonies. We take complaints. We take praise reports. Everything and above, we take it to the throne of grace on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock our new time until 9. And then, of course, on Thursday, we take all of your concerns as well, your petitions as well. Anything you have about the Bible, the bishop can answer those questions in the written word. He can fulfill that. Yes, yes, and yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to learn, 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 learn. Get out your notepad and your pencils and your Bible. And let's go back to school. God bless you. God bless you, uh, Sister Kitasha, tonight for inspiration. Pray God, amen, that your heart is open, that you could hear the words of encouragement. Yes, the Lord loves us. Amen. We're going to the word of God tonight. Let us remember each other in prayer. Even though we're in Bible study tonight, there are those, amen, that are still sick and afflicted. Remember them in prayer tonight. We're calling your attention to the book of Romans, the sixth chapter, verse 6 through 17, where Paul was talking to the church. He said, know this, that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we shall not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being risen from the dead, he dies no more, and death has no more dominion over him. For him that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. So likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let not sin, therefore, range in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness, 
unto sin. But yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall have for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we what then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servant to obey, his servant ye are. To whom you obey, whether it's unto sin or unto death, are obedient or unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servant of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Revelation chapter 21, verse 7 and 8 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelievable, and the abominable, the murderer, the homongrel, the sorcerer, the idolater, and all liars shall have a part in the lake, which burn with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Paul is encouraging the Romans tonight, talking strictly to the church. He was not talking to a man, all peoples, but he was talking to the body of Jesus Christ. And he first started out and say that we should know this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth, we shall not serve sin. He said to every believer that say that they are in Jesus Christ, we have a responsibility to obey the word of God. Yes, we were born in sin and we were shaped in iniquity. But after we come to Jesus Christ, through repentance, through godly sorrow, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, we shall not serve sin. He that is dead is free from sin. If, if you don't die to sin, that means sin is not living within you. 
and we must die daily. We must crucify the old flesh daily because it definitely will try to live. Now, if we be dead with Christ, if we be dead with Christ, there are so many of us confessing that we are dead, but amen, in reality, we are not dead because we are allowing sin is to manifest itself in our life. If we are dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. And we are talking tonight about the necessities of holiness. What holiness really means. Holiness is of God himself. It's not about mankind. It's not about a denomination. It's about God. The issue of holiness is not to be taken lightly by the Christian. We should not take holiness lightly. God's church must be pure and holy, for no sin will enter into heaven. Oh, I want to say tonight to all church believers, don't take holiness lightly. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Follow peace. Be a peacemaker with all men, no matter how corrupt they are. You let peace, or the peace of Jesus abide in you. Holiness is necessary for the Christian life. If we want to get into heaven, we got to be like our master. And Jesus says, be ye holy. Now, that was not talking to some denominations, some people. It was talking to every born-again believer. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And holy without, he said, no man shall See the Lord. Holiness is necessary to see the Lord. The church going to have to, amen, be without a spot. God is holy. That is our master. God is holy. And holiness is one of the characteristics of God. In other words, he is totally and absolutely pure from the foul. You can't find no fault with God. He's holy. And that is the way, amen, that Paul is introducing the Romans to us tonight and tell us as being Christians, that's the way God wants us to live. A pure life, a holy life, a sanctified life. Because of this 
attribute of God. He cannot tolerate sin. God cannot tolerate sin in any form or fashion. It is against his nature. God can't tolerate sin. What shall we say then? Romans, the sixth chapter. Shall we continue in sin that grace made by God forbids us? God cannot tolerate sin, church. You ask me, is it easy to live without sin? I will tell you no. Because the flesh they will never want to die. But then on the other hand, who is your master? Who are you really serving? It was because of Luther's sin and God's holiness that Luther was cast out of heaven. Now, amen, Luther was up there in heaven once. Archangel, beautiful angel. He was in heaven. But somewhere, some kind of way, some thought got into his mind. And it was not a holy thought. And pride began to build up in him. And he come against the laws of God. And that was he come to be a rebellious angel. He did not want to obey anymore. So God had to cast him out of heaven because he can't tolerate sin. Luther was also known as Satan. He was one of the angels of heaven, an angel. Think about it, church. He was an angel in heaven. Now, if God spared not the angels that sinned, what do you think about you and I? He created the angels. And if he don't spare them, God knows he will not spare you and I if we sin or continue to live in sin once we have been born again. But he became proud. He created a hoof, or he created hell in heaven. He started a mess in heaven. Satan and those angels, amen, which followed, his lead was cast out of heaven immediately because God will not abide with sin. These are very strong words tonight to the church. As we see tonight, amen, as we see the world, Harvin Jesus' name tonight, saying that they love him and their deeds is proven in other words. It's not showing a holy and a sanctified life. God created a beautiful world and he placed it, amen, Adam and Eve, the first two human beings in a wonderful paradise called the Garden of Eden. 
The enemy deceived them. The same one that God cast out of heaven. Amen. He came into the, this beautiful garden of Eden where Adam and Eve were, two innocent people. And he deceived them. He's still deceiving all kinds of people today. It doesn't matter, amen, how educated we are. It doesn't matter how well-known we are. It doesn't matter how poor we are. That same spirit is deceiving mankind today. He deceived them. However, and they sinned and lost their state of innocence. You see, when you follow Satan, you lose your state of innocence. And when you lose your state of innocence, you don't really care about your life anymore. You allow Satan to dictate what he wants for you when you lose your sense of innocence. Humanity is facing, it faces several judgments because of disobedience. When Adam and Eve sinned, then, amen, humanity had to come and face in judgment. God judged the sin. God judged Adam and Eve's sin, and God going to judge our sin. It doesn't make any difference, amen, how well I fight against God and say, God is not going to do this. God is going to judge every man's sin, and he's going to pay every man's according to his work. Several judgment, it became became of their disobedience. One aspect of judgment was death. See, when Adam and Eve were in the garden before they sinned, they did not die. But that was part of God's judgment upon them. Amen. He pronounced death. The day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. And as we the seed of Adam and Eve, mankind been dying ever since. And we'll be dying, amen, until the Lord returns. And they... They were sentenced to die, and they began to age. Age was another judgment. I look at life now, amen, when we're young. We are very ambitious. We are strong. It don't seem like, amen, we, nothing we cannot do. But as time goes by, we get older. Our hair gets gray. Our step gets slower. Our breath gets short. Time brings about a change. That is because of sin. But the worst judgment of all was separated from God. Adam and Eve were separated from God. Because of their sin, Adam and Eve lost their sweet time of communion with God. 
They used to be able is to commune with God, but when they sin, they hear themselves. And they lost that sweet communion. Amen with God because they knew they had broke the law of God. Whether it's a natural law or spiritual law, when we break the law of God, we're going to have to pay for it. It doesn't make any difference whether you're a sinner or whether you are a saint. You break the law and they catch you, you're going to have to pay for it. Well, how much more do you think we're going to have to pay for the law that we break of God? We we are not exempted. We are not going to escape. Money can't keep you from amen. This your family can't keep you from that. I don't care what name you under. You're going to pay for your sin. I have a a ray of hope was being earthful from heaven. God promised a redeemer to deliver his people from sin and bondage. God didn't just give up on Adam and Eve. He told them one day, man, that they were going to be able to go back into the garden of paradise. But we're looking at time now. We're looking at, amen, from the time of Adam, amen, until now. We're talking about over 6,000 years. They haven't got back there yet. Oh, praise the Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless lamb of God. He would make salvation possible for the human race, and he did. The blood of Jesus, the sinless lamb of God, he made it possible for the human race. He made salvation possible. For the human race. The eternal God would clothe himself in flesh and became our sin offering. Jesus Christ himself enclosed himself in flesh. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten Son of God. The Word was made flesh. Come down and wrap yourself, amen, in flesh to die for our sin. Man experienced the salvation through an experience called the new birth. Just as we were born in sin, we have to be born out of sin. Oh, thank God, thank God for his wisdom and knowledge. Not only me, but there are billions of others. One day we didn't know what a new birth was. All we knew was sin. But somehow, some kind of way, God knew our heart and called us, amen, to turn from our sin. And found this new birth, as he told Nicodemus, a man must 
be born again. And when I declare that word man, woman came out of man, so man and woman must be born again. Through repentance. You got to come through repentance. You got to repent of your sin. You got to repent to Jesus Christ of your sin. Jesus is the only somebody that can forgive sin. I know, amen, what the cardinal says. I know what the Pope says, but the Pope can't forgive you for your sin. And no other man or no other woman that can't forgive you for your sins. Only the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world, who came to be a sacrifice, he is the only somebody can forgive humanity for their sins. Baptizing in the name, baptizing in Jesus' name, And in the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you got to have the Holy Ghost. I got, Amen. We got, we got, we got folks reading the same word that I'm reading, but they fighting the Holy Ghost. They don't believe it, Amen. They have to have the Holy Ghost. But according to the Word of God, you got to receive the Holy Ghost. This is not Dr. Moore. This is the word of God. I'm not adding and I'm not taking away. I'm just speaking the word of God. We are born again. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. If you fulfill all these steps, then you are born again. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. At the initial point of the new birth experience, a person is a perfect babe in Christ. Now, when you know you are a babe in Christ, even you don't have that extraordinary experience, that supernatural, powerful experience, you just a babe, you still don't know nothing. You have to learn your own milk. You can't take me. Take your time and grow. Don't try to be grown too fast. You're bathed in Christ. And he has much growing to do. you got much growing to do. This growing process is mutually mature in Christ. And become more like Jesus. Every day you come to be a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more like this. You don't do it overnight. You don't do it two or three weeks. You don't do it in four or five years. It takes time to grow in Christ. But you still got to live a holy life to the best of your ability and the best of your knowledge. That's why God give us teachers. Give us preachers, give us prophets, give us evangelists, apostles. The necessity for the Christian life. A Christian got a life to live. 
And a Christian life is not like the life, amen, that the world lives. Jesus said, come out from among the world and be ye separated, says the Lord. Love not the world and neither the things that is in the world. But if any man love the world, he says, the love of the Father is not in it. And if we, amen, was to dissect this thing closely, this is what Christians have failed under, amen. They don't fail under the world. They keep up with everything in the world. They don't deny nothing the world do. He said, you are peculiar people. You are different from the world. You're not supposed to act like them, look like them. You, you, you are special people. Before coming to God, a person is alive to sin. Not before you come to God, you know, we, you didn't know no better. You, amen. Nobody expected you to live no holy life. Before coming to God, you were alive to sin. You obeyed what sin said. Ever what sin I, 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 I did, amen, that's what you obeyed. Because, amen, you were a sinner. Indeed, sin is sin is a master that reigns in his life. Sin was your master. Sin told you exactly what to do. And I can totally agree with that because I was a sinner. And I did exactly what sin told me to do until I found Jesus. And when I found Jesus, and Jesus saved me and sanctified me, I come to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away, and behold, all things has come to be new. And it ain't changed. Over 60 years, amen, it ain't changed. Sometimes, amen, we wonder, we may... Wonder how and why some individual commits horrible acts of violence. And we do. It's because of sin. Sin, is the, sin, sin does it. I don't care what we lay, uh, uh, lay it to a man, say they schizophrenic or a man, they got something wrong with them. Sin does it. It is, amen, because they are not in complete control. No, sin, sin got them wrapped up under its battles and making them do things. It, it, amen, they're hearing the voice of Satan. They are not hearing the voice of God. And they do these things because sin is causing them to do it. It is because they are not in complete control. They are serving their master, Satan. Now I pray tonight, amen, church, you are not serving your master, Satan. Your master's name is Jesus. And you can't travel the fence. You can't, you can't serve two masters. 
You're going to love the one or you're going to hate the other one. you got to make up your mind. As the writer said, choose you this day who you're going to serve. If God be God, serve him. But then if Baal be uh, God, serve him. Make up in your mind. For this reason, people are bounded by drugs because they're serving their master. Satan is the master of drugs. Satan is the master of alcohol. And sent for pleasure. What amen the world called fun. Sent for pleasure, amen, disrespecting one another's bodies and their minds, amen. That is sent for pleasure, amen, but the world called it fun. I know I once was out there, I call it fun. They enslave individuals, often depress the life that they are living. But they feel powerless to deny their sinful urge. They don't want to get rid of that sinful urge. You hooked on the devil. You hooked on your master Satan. I don't care how much you say, I love the Lord and I know the Lord. If Satan is in you and you doing these things, you don't belong to Jesus. When we come to God, the first thing that we must do is to believe in God. That's the first thing we must do is to believe that he is and that he will reward those that diligently seek him. You must believe in God. We must believe that he is able and willing to help us. And we must have faith in his word, which will motivate us to obey him. The Lord is looking for a man, obedient Christian. Hebrews 6, 11 and 6 says, For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. You've got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I believe that wholeheartedly. With true faith in God and his word, a sinner will feel remorse for his sin. When you come to the Lord and You've got faith in God. Your heart is convicted. You'll feel remorse. You'll feel sorrow. You'll feel guilty. In his heart, for his sinful past, he'll repent of his sin, and he'll confess his transgression. God seeks his forgiveness. This is a spirit. Death died out of sin and to self-desire. You got to die out of sin. Come on now. You're going to feel that conviction in your heart. Amen. When you really come to the Lord. Because the sinner has 
died spiritually. Don't mean amen, you won't die right there naturally, but you died spiritually. Because the sinner has died spiritually to his own sinful will, a bearer is there in order. You've got to be buried. Got to be buried in water. The scripture reveals, amen, that we are buried with Christ in water baptism as we are immersed in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You got to be buried. What are you burying? You're burying your sin. Amen. I'm saying that was hanging on you and a cleave to you and made you did all this other thing. You bury them. You don't, you, amen, they won't hang on you no more. Because you spiritually died to them sin. After a person has died spiritually in repentance and has been buried in the name of Jesus Christ, he is ready to receive the resurrection to a new life in Christ. You, you, you rising above your sinful nature now. You put now on the nature of Jesus. Receiving the infilling of the Holy Ghost completely. It completes the new birth experience. The resurrect, to resurrect him to walk in the new and spiritually motivated life. See, you have to receive that Holy Ghost to help you to walk in uh, a new kind of life. That, that, that Holy Ghost motivates you. It moves in you. It directs you. It builds you up. It is your keeper. It's your comforter. We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Death to our past life of sin and defeat. We don't die to that. We don't want to go back there no more. The old things have passed away, and all things have become to be new. We're walking in a new and life now. We've been resurrected from that dead body we had. Yes, we, got, we walk around in that same body, but that, we don't do the same thing in that body we did before we come to acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, and him filling us with his precious Holy Ghost. We come to be new creatures. The new convert, convert taking on, amen, divine nature of Christ. He put on Jesus. His, his desire are to challenge the thing he once loved, he hates. And the thing he wants, hate, he loves. You see, it, it just reverses. The things, amen, that you once loved when you, are in, in, uh, uh, when you come to Christ Jesus. When you used to love to go out on the floor and party and dance and drink and do all the other things, amen, that you know were sinful, when you come to Jesus, you come to hate those things. You don't want no part of it anymore. When you couldn't do without cigarettes, when you come to Jesus, you don't want that no more. The desire be gone. 
when you could not, amen, go to bed without drinking a beer, when you come to Jesus, you don't desire that anymore. It's all those things. They pass on the way, and behold, all things come to be new. We lose our appetite for the sinful pleasure that fills our lives before our conversation. But unfortunately, this does not mean that Christian is incapable of sinning. It don't mean, amen, because you don't have the desire that you can't sin. You can still sin. Old Satan just waiting on you to just show one weak mama. He accord you to do something. You don't have any business. But I will say to you, if you sin, have an advocate with your father. Go to Jesus right then and repent of that sin. Don't be like a sow that you wash her, amen, because her nature is in mud. She'll go right back to it. Don't you be like a sow. Once God forgive you for your sin and wash you, straighten yourself up. Go on and give God praise. A person, amen, will sin if he allows his flushed desire to overpower his influence. If you allow your flushed desire to overpower something that you know you used to do, you like, you will sin. As long as we are living in the flush, the battle for control in our life We'll continue to rage. But God giveth us power to overcome sin and to live a holy life. After that, you receive the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 and 8 says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. God give us power, amen, and overcome sin. And I know sin is a struggle. I know sin is a struggle. But amen, God give us power. My beloved, the necessary for wholeness. It is necessary to live a holy life. The early church members were first called Christians at Antioch because they reminded people of the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. They were called Christians because they imitated Jesus. They act like Jesus. They did what they saw Jesus do. And they were called Christians. And they were set aside from society. Holiness is a process of growing. Well, over a period of time, we conquer the first trade. And we we become more like Jesus. 
We do not experience the new birth one week and become material saint the next week. We just don't do that. It takes time is to live holy. It takes time is to learn Jesus. I don't care how great a gift we have and how great you feel. It takes time to grow in Jesus. It is a day-by-day walk with Christ. It has been said that converting is the miracle of a mama. But making a saint is a lifetime job. God knows that is true. To really come to be a saint, acceptable with Jesus, that's a lifetime job. Christians should learn not to be satisfied at any level of spiritual growth and stop there. You should never think you know it all. I hear people say, I don't read the Bible over and over and over. They feel like they know it. You never will know it all. As long as you live and you strive for the knowledge of Jesus, the Lord increases your knowledge. Don't stop growing. Don't stop, amen, because, amen, you got some paper behind you. Don't stop. You don't know it all. Wholeness and perfection, they are closely related. Perfection means that there are no flaws or various or blemish in something. God is holy and perfect. God needs no improvement. God is the epitome of purity and perfection. He is a pattern of perfection, which we are striving to attend to be one day. Only God can say he's perfect. I don't care how long I'm in Christ. I cannot say I'm perfect. I'm pressing on that, amen, to that mark. I'm trying to get that way. Paul said, not as though I have already obtained. I ain't made it yet. But every day of my life, I'm trying to reach perfection. While in this life, we will never achieve absolutely perfection. For it is ever Evading goals. This is not to excuse for careless living and worldly life. However, the spiritual mandate is that we continue striving for perfection. Keep on striving. We constantly press. For the mark of a higher cause of God in Christ Jesus. You may not be where you want to be, but don't give up. Keep on. Keep on. 
You may fall and you may stumble, but get up. Keep on climbing up that road. Holy life is necessary for a Christian life. We must live holy to even exist spiritually. We will either live our lives as dead to sin and let Christ live within us, or we will die spiritually. To be holy is a twofold. To be holy is to be set apart from God. That is separated from sin and the things of this world. Holiness is also to be consecrated and dedicated to God and his purity on earth. Beloved saints of God, we can't get around holiness because holiness is of Jesus Christ. Holiness is God's character. And he says he wants us to be like him. This is Dr. Moore tonight. I pray God, amen, that you heard these words tonight and it will help you to grow in Christ Jesus. May God richly bless you until next week. With Optiv-Managed XDR on your side, your cybersecurity team can proactively defend your company with confidence. Optiv-Managed XDR offers the expertise you need to get ahead of today's and tomorrow's cyber threats. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's Crispy Chicken Biscuit for only $3. At Eddie's Ice Soft Drink for just a dollar, and you get your day started on a high note. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.